it's it's become a thing, you know, as a guy who's played music for, you know, 10 to 12 years, you see your name get screwed up in so many ways. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times it's just, it's Grady Spencer in the works, mm-hmm. like the hot dog or something. So, like, we've always <laughs> joked that it'd be funny to, like, for us all to dress in hot dog outfits and then like that's our side project of, yeah. like Grady Spencer in the works but then this last weekend roll into the venue we're loading in and I look up at the marquee which is always cool to like see your name like on a marquee of like someone physically had to climb a ladder and put your name up there <laughs> but but they spelled it G-R-A-D-I-E <laughs> and I'm just like I know this isn't a common name but You've got to try a little bit harder than that. And so it's just, but it's just, you can't help but laugh of like, man, this is just part of show business, I guess. Yeah. So people screwing up your name and your band's name. And um, so, yeah, we've just had to learn how to deal with it, I guess. But it's Grady Spencer and the work. Yeah. No S. No S. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, the longer we get around, people have kind of, you know, started to hear of us mm-hmm. and they already know. But then when we go out of state, this was out of state, um, you know, they have no idea who we are. Yeah. And so they're just like, oh, I think it's the works, you know, it's <laughs> just, no, it's not, but that's okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm not really a prima donna when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm just like, who cares? We're, we're there. And that's all that really matters. So. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Welcome to The Testament, a podcast that spotlights the amazing real-life stories of everyday people who've been transformed by their surrender to Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of one of the many miraculous before and after accounts of lives forever changed by encountering the Savior. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Testament. My name is Jess Kirchmeyer. And I am Jeff Keck, and I am happy to introduce with us today Grady Spencer of, like you just heard, Grady Spencer and The Work. Yep. How are you, bud? I'm great, Tell man. us about yourself. Yeah, I am a 37-year-old man. Uh, I've been lucky enough to call myself now a professional musician and songwriter. Um, but first, before all that is, you know, I'm a, I'm a husband of 11 years yeah. and um, to my wife, Casey. And then I've got two young kids. Um, Austin is seven and Grant is five. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's really my full-time job. And then, <laughs> then my hobby is to go, you know, play music and yeah. um, started to travel around a bit. And um, yeah, I live here in Fort Worth and lived here about 10 years and love it. I love it. Love living here. And um, yeah, it's it's all... It's all fun stuff. Yeah. So before we go any further, Jess, hang on just a second. Yeah. I got to say, so I was introduced to your music like, I don't know, two months ago, months and a half ago, two months ago. I don't know. It's been forever mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I love it, dude. All of Thank it. you, man. Every Thank little you so bit much. It. It's so awesome. It's like I was, I was trying to tell, um, you know, Jordan, one of one of my guys that plays in the band with me here at the church, that uh, it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of country. It's a little bit of rock. It's a little bit of blues. It's a little bit of jazz. It's a little bit of everything. It's yeah. great. I love it. I appreciate that, Head interrupt. Yeah, thank you so much. Get my much. fandom out of the way here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so happy for you. <laughs> um, so, Grady, why don't you share with us your testimony? What was life like before you knew Jesus? How did you come to know him? 
Um, what's life been like since, or how's he changed you? Yeah, I think um, I grew up in a little town um, called Paducah, Texas, which I don't know. Do either of y'all know I've never where that is? I've never heard of it, but that's an awesome name. Heard of it. I don't yeah, know yeah, there's a Paducah, Kentucky, which is like a huge city, <clears throat> right. but then uh, Paducah, Texas, is it's um, up near the Panhandle. There's like Childress, and um, so literally just out in the middle of nowhere, and I lived there pretty much my whole um, childhood until I graduated high school, and so uh, my mom raised me in various churches, and we kind of just um, bounced around, and I got to experience a lot of different environments, uh, mostly non-denominational stuff, and then we we kind of landed on like a first Christian type of thing, and, um, you know, I was exposed, you know, to the concept of Christianity and Jesus and, um, you know, some of the more kind of out there things as a young kid. But for whatever reason, it wasn't it wasn't really my time to stick. And so, um, you know, I went to church pretty much till I graduated high school and then, uh, you know, moving to Lubbock and going to Texas Tech. I kind of just, um, you know, shut that part of my upbringing yeah. out and, um, you know, it was just just kind of living a real lost, um, you know, kind of life and you know, doing what I thought college kids were supposed to do and, and, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it kind of culminated with me graduating from college and, um, you know, starting to play music, kind of pick up the guitar and, uh, start getting shows. I met this guy who was a really good friend of mine, um, who was a fellow songwriter and, um, his name was Lee Tyler Williams. And he, he, I met him there in Lubbock um, through some friends. And um, long story short, I guess I was 22. Um, he got killed in a, in a car accident. And that event, um, you know, really triggered something in me of like really struggling with the concept of eternity and, you know, death. And, um, you know, it, it led to some really heavy things of panic attacks and, and, you know, not the hole that I would eventually fill with, with Jesus was pretty gaping. And so it was a lot of uncertainty and, um, anxiety and things like that. And, um, so that had kind of just festered, um, all the way up to the point that, um, I met my future wife and, um, you know, praise God that she she was a really she'd been raised in the church and um, she was really tied in with this church called Redeemer, which is an Acts twenty nine church there in Lubbock. Mm. And um, you know, as as a lot of guys do, I followed the pretty girl to to <laughs> church, you know, and um, and and really, um, there's a there's a preacher there, the head the head pastor's got him Dusty and. Um, he really presented the gospel in a way that I never heard before. And as someone who, um, you know, had a big chunk of whatever I thought was missing, this what this Jesus that Dusty was talking about really seemed to kind of plug that hole. And um, so that was that was a big moment of hearing the gospel presented in a way that didn't seem um, out of touch. I guess it, it was very relatable and, um, and approachable, I guess. And then, so that was before we got married. So I guess that was 11 years ago. And then, 
kept going to um, Redeemer. My wife and I ended up getting married in Lubbock, moved to Fort Worth, and we started attending um, a church called The Paradox, which meets in downtown. And I just continued to, you know, through small groups and, you know, teaching, I learned, continued to learn more about Jesus. And, um, and I really, it came clear that I'd, didn't really fully understand the gospel when I was a young kid and had actually been baptized when I was super young. And um, so I, I got re-baptized and that was a really big moment for me. And um, so now, you know, as a 37-year-old man, it, it seems like God's sovereignty and, my, and the timing of it was just like, this was perfect time for me to be saved yeah. fully and, um, you know, trying to be faithful and through the music, like it, it's, it's, it was a huge part of my decision to quit my day job and go into music full time. Um, because, uh, it seemed pretty clear that this is, you know, what God wanted me to do with my life and how I could play a part in this big story with that ultimately is all about Jesus. And, um, so yeah, I'm super thankful for that. It's been a, you know, thinking about my life now versus before Jesus is just like, um, yeah, it's just incredible to see what he's done and to see the people that I've gotten to meet and, uh, to see the stories that I've seen unfold. It's been, it's been awesome. So, yeah. So you had mentioned, um, moving into the music business. So you mm -hmm. were in construction before that, mm -hmm. um, but you transitioned into full-time music right around pandemic time in 2020, right? right? Mm -hmm. So how how would, how did that happen? How did you transition from construction into what was a very hurting industry at the time because of COVID Sure. and just musicians weren't playing, they didn't have a venue to play in and all that other stuff. So how was, how was the Lord Instrumental kind of leading you into that at that time period? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was something, you know, um, I had done construction for around nine to 10 years at that point. And um, it had reached the point to where I was working, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week on a job site. But I'd also gotten signed to a, a booking agency out of Nashville called Red 11, which is like this big, you know, big time thing. And so the booking people were doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And like we were playing every weekend. And so working 40 to 60 hours a week, playing every weekend, there was, it, it reached a point to where it was very clear that I couldn't sustain this. And yeah. my wife and my family couldn't sustain that either. And um, Casey, my wife, you know, very wisely um, said, you know, I, th I think you need to go see see some, a counselor or really talk through some, some of this stuff because it's really weighing, weighing you down and it's it's not fair to anyone me or her or the kids. And um, so I ended up reaching out to a therapist and um, started, you know, kind of working through therapy stuff. And um, this guy, Tim, uh, who's still my therapist, thank God. And uh, he, uh, he kind of walked me through of like, you know, he's a, he's a believer as well. And his, all his counseling are through the gospel lens. And so you know, he, he kind of put it like, if you were to step away from construction, could you go back at some point if you needed to? And I, I was like, yeah, you know, he's like, could you say the same for music? And I said, no, it, 
people would forget and it'd yeah. be it would be done and so you know from that moment um my wife and I just really started praying about you know should should we make this transition you know it was a huge chunk of my income our income as a family um you know w- would it even be possible and so went through sp- you know mountains of spreadsheets trying to figure out well yeah. like what what's the bill mm-hmm. you know and uh, what do we need to pay every month and we've kind of worked things around like you know what i think we could do this and um and prayed through it it really felt like um this is what god was telling me to do and and what was right for our family and um so yeah january 3rd of 2020 was my last day as a construction worker <laughs> And so I had three months basically yeah. <laughs> of like, this is incredible. You know, yeah. this is like, I have time to do all the emails that I never got to do. I have time to take my kids to school and take my wife to dinner and then go play music. And so it was like, it was, it was amazing. And then, you know, middle of March of 2020, just the bottom yeah. fell out. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, it, it I tell people it's a huge testament of um, God's faithfulness of like, by all accounts, all those spreadsheets we did, the live shows played a huge chunk of that income that we were depending on when we made the decision. And so with COVID, if you just pluck that out, then there's just not enough money. You know, there's there's no way we're going to be able to do this. And, uh, you know, Every month, like God just came up with another way. And mm-hmm. so um, I would have put every dollar I had that I would have had to gone back to construction through all that. And, um, you know, he just, he really led us through it. And at the end of, I mean, we're really not truly all the way out of it, but like in the heat of it, you know, it's like, well, we're still paying our bills. Like, this is incredible. Um, it was really I felt like God telling me like this really is what I wanted you to do, and um, yeah, so it was super scary and really unnerving at times, but it was also a daily reminder of like He's faithful, and and um, you know it's, it doesn't mean that things are going to be like paradise here, but He will sustain, and um, so it was it was awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about the music a little bit. Um, so Grady Spencer and the work is not. It's not marketed as a Christian band, and the music isn't necessarily like Christian music about the Lord. But how has God um, used the music to open doors to share the gospel, or to you know just work in your life or in or in your audience lives? Yeah, I, I think um, you know I always tell people you know we're we're far from a worship band. You know I, I've done worship music and stuff, and I enjoy doing it. Um, but I think the way that that my calling has been is. Um, to write songs that connect with people on a on a deeper level and then that the the message of the gospel is just literally right below the surface so like you really don't have to look far to see that i'm I'm talking about jesus and talking about my faith um in a lot of the songs and so um it's incredible to see the songs that people reach out and tell me mean the most to them because it's, I'm like, yeah, those are the songs that are about Jesus. And so it really gives me a chance to like say, well, really, this is what the song's about. This is what I was going through, or this is what somebody was going through. 
this is kind of what helped them and and it gives me an opportunity to um you know just listen to them and then also encourage them and and give them uh a pretty direct line of like what's helped me in my life and um kind of helped me out of some of these situations and um so yeah it's something that um it's just such a uh, pivotal part of my life that I can't help but not write about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also trying, like, I just try to be faithful. And, like, uh, the way I write songs, it's not very um, scientific. Like, it's, it's, and I'm not saying it's like the Holy Spirit either, but it's it's also like I kind of skit scat around and then a couple of words will come and then I can kind of just build on those words. So um, not that it's magic or anything like that, but it's also like... I, I don't sit down and say, I'm going to write a song about this, and then I do it. The, the songs just kind of happen. And so, um, yeah, I just try to be faithful and, like, really lean into what I've been given and, like, these opportunities to reach people um, is, like, what I think the real um, job is. is It's not to, um, you know, put myself out there and say, oh, look at me, how cool I am and, like, all this. It's It's – it's to further God's kingdom and to reach out and like help people. And that's, um, so far it seems to be working. And, um, I just pray that it continues to keep going and we'll see what happens. Two things I, sorry, two things I really enjoy about your music is, is part of what you said is like, it's connecting a lot with like, yeah, where we're at and how you feel and what's going on. Um, and like you said, the gospel is just, just right there underneath and you can, you can see that and feel that. But then also like along with that, um, is, like you said, it comes out naturally, like you can't help but it being present. And I think that's really cool when I've heard a couple of songs where the assumption of something very biblical is present and you're not necessarily singing about the Bible. You might be singing about a relationship or, you know, something else, but it's like this assumption is there. And so for me, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like I can see where that goes hand in hand. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love writing love songs and, you know, the ultimate love song is the, is the Bible. And so it's like um, you could really, it doesn't take much turning to say any love song could be about, you know, Christ with us type of thing. Do you write all your songs? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, this latest album we did, I I took some guitar parts from my uh, my guitar player, Tyler, and kind of wrote on top of those. Yeah. Um, and then... I didn't do it on this album, but every album before this, I did one of my buddy songs that got they got killed in the car wreck because he was a great songwriter too. Yeah. So, how many albums did you have before twenty twenty? Before you went full time into it? Um, Ish. so I had <laughs> yeah, I had one that was by myself. I had another that was with a band out of Lubbock, and then um, I guess five. Okay. Yeah, five before I made the jump. Gotcha. Yeah. So. What kind of what she was saying too, and that I noticed this in your music too, is right along with what I'm saying. That's why I was asking if you write all your songs or not. But there's a lot of songs about, okay, here's what the world thinks I should have, and mm-hmm. I don't have that, but yeah. I'm perfectly happy and content with what I do have. And there's a lot of songs that follow kind of that theme, which mm-hmm. is which is biblical, right? I mean, sure. you, you know, you're, we're not seeking what the world wants us to seek. We need to seek what God wants us to seek and be happy and content with what God's given us. And so a lot of your songs, are, and I've noticed that because I've listened to all of them like 16,000 yeah. times, <laughs> but uh, they're all kind of like that, right? And, that, uh, and it's all over and over again. It's the same thing. I love it. 
Great yeah. message, great message. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's something, you know, early on in the, my construction world, I think um, I definitely had the idol. And, and I still, you know, sometimes if, if I don't watch it, it, it can pop up too. And I think every American can probably identify, but, you know, not having the sharpest clothes or not driving the, the best truck or not living in the fanciest yeah. house. And yeah. that was something as a younger guy um, I really struggled with. And, um, you know, some of those songs kind of came out with that. But you're right. Like, I think now as, as a guy in my late 30s, like, I one, I just practically don't, I don't care really. <laughs> but then biblically, it's a good reminder of me of, of, where my idols have been in my life um, that took away, you know, my affection, my attention um, to God. And so um, those songs are, are a nightly reminder of like what I used to um, hold in really high regard, even above Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, it uh, it's something that definitely, I mean, who, does, who always doesn't want a bigger house, but it also is like, that's really not, what we're here to worry about you know it's very insignificant in the grand scheme of things and um you know i've, I've tried to transition from someone who really stressed and um you know had panic attacks about dying to really embracing um our purpose here on earth and understanding that we all absolutely are going to die um like what we do with our time here and how we you know spend our energy and, uh, you know, talents or whatever we have is, is much more important than any shiny thing that we could ever hold in our hands. So, so has being, has this off the wall question, but has, has this band given you the opportunity to share the gospel with people as open doors, you know, either on tour or, you know, whatever, just kind of giving you a different opportunity for people to ask questions and you to share the gospel. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I met a guy, um, I guess about three weeks ago, who who said he listened to my music in Afghanistan all the time, and so wow. um, one, it just feels cool. Like it was like, whoa, like that's incredible right. that it was helping someone out in that moment. But it also um, gave me gave me a good opportunity to talk to him of like what what that particular song he was talking about, which is you know, take my hell of like you know, it's about my faith, it's about Jesus and. Um, somebody who's really down on their luck in that moment and um, kind of what helped me out of that. And, um, you know, it's something that I admittedly, sh I, I should be praying for it more, that it should happen more. But every time it does, it, it feels like, wow, this is this is what I'm here to do. Um, this is why I've been put in this situation is to have these types of conversations with people. And um, it, it, it definitely feels affirming when I get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. So my understanding is uh, your band consists of an electric guitarist, a bass guitarist, and a drummer and yourself, mm -hmm. right? Um, so you're not the only believer in the band. Right. Um, so how many of your band members are believers, and how did how did you all come together as mm -hmm. a band? Um, well, all, all of us are. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is it's a really incredible, and um, I don't think it would be a deal breaker if somebody wasn't. I think it would be an opportunity, but it's been really encouraging for 
for a grown man to be stuck in a very tiny van for <laughs> thousands of miles yeah. that we're all kind of on the same mission because I think it would be really easy to become murderous uh, otherwise. Um, but yeah, the original the original band, um, the original drummer was a guy named Blake Sager. Um, and the original guitar player was a guy named Trevor Powell. And I met them through doing worship music um, at Paradox. And um, that was incredible to, you know, be playing worship songs. And then we got to go and, and start playing songs in bars and, and really getting out. Um, there's three kind of all new um, members now. Um, Johnny, the bass player, uh, I guess he's been with me like six years, maybe, maybe five or six years. But uh, he got saved uh, three or four years ago, and that's been incredible um, to see the transformation uh, of Christ in his life. And um, and then, yeah, Jesse and Tyler are both believers as well. And so um, it definitely feels like, you know, we obviously have a lot of details and like ins and outs of traveling when we're on the road, but there's this unspoken... Um, mission that we're on of like what we're actually doing here and you know there's no room for egos and um you know being prima donnas because we're all working for the same thing you know we all have families we have wives and kids that we're missing and um but i think we all feel that this is something necessary that we should that we should be doing yeah so i don't know yeah. how you seek band members when you need them but is you just by chance get together with these believers? Just wondering you, if you can get it in a deal. <laughs> or do you jump, jump, do you jump yeah. out there and look for look for believers when you're wanting to put in? Yeah, it's it's kind of changed. Um, the, the longer I've played music, the more people I meet in this, the wider net of yeah. um, acquaintance that I have that I could reach out whenever I need to find like a substitute or something. Yeah. Early on, my, my yeah, <laughs> Jeff's in. Jeff's Sorry. in, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we um when I first moved here and I was trying to set up a band in Fort Worth for the first time, I actually got on Craigslist for my first bass player. Mm. Um and uh he he was with me for many years. Yeah. And then um and then we kind of just moved on to something different. Um but yeah, now it's it's I've been lucky enough to meet enough people that I've I've got um, you know, phone numbers, but um it definitely feels like I, I didn't go out saying I need three Christian dudes. It's just, that's, those, those yeah. were the best. Just have what God put together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So Jesse Fox is your new drummer. Mm -hmm. yep. So interestingly, two, three episodes ago. Hmm? I listened to it. Yeah. I listened David to Ellis's. it. Yep. Yeah. So yep. David Ellis is Jesse's father-in-law. Mm -hmm. Yep. I listened to that one. My family yeah. and Ellis's go way back. That's way awesome. Back. Yeah. Uh, we helped start a church back in 1996 together. And um, I was the youth minister for Ellis's kids. Nice. At that time. Yeah. I was four. <laughs> Thanks for interjecting hey, that. <laughs> Sorry, I felt like I needed to say something. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have, I have more questions before you go on. Yeah, go. I have three questions that mm -hmm. I wrote down. They're not on here, so. Sure. Firm on you. Impromptu yeah. questions. Good luck, yeah. buddy. Yeah. So why the work? Why Grady mm -hmm. Spencer and the work? Where'd that come from? Um, Originally, I think it was kind of a play on like my blue collar, uh, you know, construction side of like, we're, I wanted to go with the image of like, you know, we're, we're not some corporate, you know, starch gene, nothing against them, mm -hmm. nothing against those bands, but that, that wasn't us. And like, you know, trying to really have that work ethic, you know, 
Um, but then also as my faith and like my strength and like what I believe and my purpose um, kind of grew, it, it obviously like became more a work of like, this is what the Lord has given me to do yeah. with my life. And like, this is, this is the work that we've kind of been called That's cool. to do. Yeah. I like that. Um, who are like, is there one or two bands or, you know, songwriters or whoever that have heavily influenced you? Jeff was talking about your style and like mm -hmm. how it's all over the place. Like yep. what, what are some of your major influences? Um, the, the guy that made me pick up a guitar <laughs> when I was 16 was Jack Johnson, believe it or not. Oh, the like awesome. surfer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like acoustic. Banana yeah, banana yeah. pancakes, bubble toes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. His style was kind of like what made me initially pick up the guitar. And then um, I found out this band called the Wood Brothers uh, that are amazing out of, I think they live in Nashville now, but they were from Atlanta. And um, yeah, those those were two of the big ones. We yeah. listen to all kinds of stuff in the in the van though. Oh, I bet. I bet so, you got some great playlists. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have a pretty wide range of music tastes, yeah. but I, I like it all. Yeah. It's really good. Okay, my last impromptu. Um, what are some? So we were talking earlier about some of your um, like the undertones of the gospel in your music. So what are some of the songs or lyrics that you would say like, man, these are really some that um, really mean that to me or mm -hmm. really push that out there. Yeah, I think. Um, and you mentioned "Take My Hell." Yeah, "Take My Hell" is a big one. I mean, it's literally. Love that song. Thank you. Yeah, it's it was that was one that wasn't. It's one of the only songs that I have that wasn't written from a first person thing. I'd met this guy um, through a small group, and he was really really struggling. Um, and he was just really strong in my mind when I wrote that song. And he had a son, and uh, you know he was really going through some hard stuff. And that that song is literally. Um, you know, asking Jesus to take his hell, you know, from, from the, that he was living in. And, you know, he was a really confused, sad guy. And, um, sadly, I, like, I haven't seen him in so long and, um, I, I don't know how he is. I hope, hopefully he's doing better. Um, but that was, that was a big one. Um, you know, here's your chance. It was on the new album. It's kind of, it, that's a song about, you know, my wife, praying through quitting my day job and like following my dreams but it's also like um you know there's lyrics in there like what are we supposed to do until we die type of thing and um you know that's that's kind of a big thing of like well this is what i think god's leading me to do and and this is what i think i'm supposed to do with my time until until i go on and so um that's a big one yeah i don't know i'd have to think about that more but yeah. they're they're there for sure yeah all right. Um, so I had the privilege of going and watching you in concert a couple of weeks ago uh -huh. uh, over in Dallas. Yeah. And I got to say, I absolutely love your concerts too. Thank You're you. not smashing guitars, you know, yeah. throwing <laughs> stuff around. People aren't wild and crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's such a great concert. Uh, so I really appreciate that. I got a question for you though. Sure. Where did hard times nostalgia come from? Yeah. Um, that so, so hard times nostalgia uh -huh. is an album of four songs, mm -hmm. right? And they're old 
classic country songs yep. that you redid. Yep. Uh, I played them for my wife, and she goes, "Oh no." <laughs> Yeah, some you, people you think it's blasphemy. You can't redo the, yeah, the original. For sure. I said, no, I love it. I respect it. that. I, I, no, I absolutely, that's the first thing I listened to. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how'd that come about? That was that was during COVID. Um, and so, you know, the hard times is uh, me and my band all stuck at our house. I mean, that was, um, my daughter had struggled with a lot of stuff with like pneumonia, a lot of respiratory things. Mm. And so we we locked down pretty hard. Um, during that and so uh, that was definitely the hard times and then the nostalgia was that those that era of songs like the top 40 country from the 90s yeah. is kind of all I listened to as a kid because growing up out in the middle of nowhere that's the only radio mm-hmm. station yeah. that yeah. you could hear and so you know those songs the Garth Brooks the Alan Jacksons you know Brooks and Dunn but they were like royalty because that was the only thing I could hear on the radio and um so we were all just kind of sitting around during 2020 and like nobody's we're not obviously not playing shows we're all really bored and so that whole ep was all done by everybody at their houses and then we like shipped it to our buddy reese um who produced and engineered our our full album so y'all weren't even together Mm -mm. oh that is yeah it was all done everybody in their own space and then we kind of emailed it in and and then did it. So um, it was a fun, it was kind of a fun project because we had nothing else going on. It worked out did great. Did you yeah. like, did you take the, like, did you send the first thing to the guys and say, yeah. here's the, here's how it's going to sound, mm-hmm. add your part? Yeah. Cause it's definitely way different. Like my goal was to not, to make it very clear that we're not trying to copy yeah. them yeah. and like put our own little thing on it. And so, yeah, I, I came up with the general vibe and then kind of shipped it out and let them put their, put their juice on huh. it so yeah oh, i think it's great you got any plans to do any more i don't know Country i hope so remakes? yeah dude be, <laughs> i think we should we, we were joking that we could like find another little pocket of nostalgia whether it's like <laughs> 90s rap or something. that or something yeah like red hot chili peppers but yeah. like do it like super country or something so like That'd be great. we definitely talk about it um but now now that covid you know, it's kind of ramped down. It's like the time, the yeah. time is yeah. pretty hard, but hopefully someday. I, I love doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really great. fun. Okay, so for our special segment, um, instead of playing a game, we thought it'd be great for people to be able to hear um, your song so then they can go jump and listen to more. Um, so we want you to be able to share that with them. I'd love to. What you going to play for us? Uh, I'll play that song we, just, we were talking about, Take My Hell. I think it's a good one. I've been trying my hand Doing the best that I can To keep getting by But I feel alone Though my closet's got bones If only half of them known But they're spilling out Please take these chains Take my heart Spit and sand are gonna fall apart I can't stand to be holding cards when the lights go out. I need the ride, roll. I gotta be, and gotta go. I can't see where the light is shown. Gotta go. 
please take my help I've got a son And after all that I've done Probably should have been shot But I'm standing tall Daddy, why don't you pray? Though my spirit's been frayed, I'm pulling through. So please take these chains and take my heart. Spit and sand are gonna fall apart. And I can't stand to be holding cards when the lights go out. I need the ride, need the road, I gotta be. Can't see where the light shone without a little hell. So please take my hell. So we always finish up by asking our guests what their favorite scripture is. Now, this could be a verse or a chapter or a yeah. storyline or anything that just really touches your heart over yeah. and over again. Yeah, I don't I don't want to butcher it by uh, trying to memorize it, but it's Matthew <laughs> 6, 25. It deals a lot with, you know, anxiety and being yeah. anxious. And, um, you know, that was the original hole in my heart of like being super anxious about eternity and dying and things like that. And still to this day um, is a pretty big stumbling block of like, do I have everything done for this next week? Or like, do I have enough time to get everything done with my family before I leave town? And so anxiety is something that I definitely um, struggle with and and have to remind myself, you know, with this, with this scripture. And, you know, as Jesus saying, you know, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, 
what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And I'm just like, that's, it's like he's talking directly to me of like the stress and, you know, getting really high strung and worked up. Um, it's, it's pretty irrelevant in the big scheme of things. And um, I think there's something to be said for being a good steward to your time and your, you know, attention um, that we've been given. But and at the end of the day, like, you know, God's going to provide on, on an ultimate level, you know, in, in the end, he's going to prevail and, um, all the way to death. And, and that's something to rest in and to celebrate. And, um, it's something that I definitely have to, you know, remind myself yeah. constantly. Outstanding. So. Great word. You have a website for your band? Yep. Yep. It's just gradyspencer.com. Um, on the socials, it's all GS and the work. And um, order your shirts early. That's right. I mean, Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's been trying to get a shirt for like six months now, it feels like, and I never have them. But they, um, you know, it's a good problem to have. But, you know, I'm not, we're all, I don't have a label or anything. Yeah, so, like, yeah. the shirts are all funded by me. And so I do these small runs, but then when they're gone, they're gone. They're gone yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, you guys are coming up. Uh, you're going to play what? Main Street Arts Fest or something in Grand Prairie? Um, I think Grand Prairie is, yeah, just at City Hall. We're going to be playing a thing put on by the city. It's going to be free April 23rd. Um, you can follow, yeah, at GS in the Work. I'm sure I'll have more details. Yeah, I'm really bad about knowing. I know where I'm going to be two days from now, but then, yeah. like, where are you going to be two weeks from now? Like, I, but your I don't schedule's know. on the website. Yes, yes, you can go on graysponsor.com slash shows. Um, we're going to be all over Texas this month and then um yeah we'll be around all summer so outstanding awesome grady spencer of grady spencer and the work man i appreciate you coming i really i've this, this has been a privilege for me to have you here i appreciate it man thank y'all for having me it's been a blast if you want to know more about who Jesus is, you can go to shockwaveministries.com and click on the gospel message. There you will find scripture references about who Jesus is and the plan of salvation, as well as different resources and references provided by our guests to help you through your walk with Christ. You can also click on the Testament tab where you will find a link to all of our podcasts and see our most recent podcast episodes that have been launched. Also on the Testament tab, you can drop us a line. Let us know what you think, if you have any comments or ideas for us, or point us to someone you think would make a great guest on our show. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Testament podcast. We'll make sure you know when each of our episodes launch and even give you a heads up on what episode is coming up with our Feature Friday posts. And if you see myself or Jess out and about, ask us for a business card. That's right. So we printed business cards with a QR code on them that leads your smartphone to our show. So you can hand them to a friend or family member, leave one on a table along with your tip for the waiter, or pin one up on one of those cork boards that you see in a restaurant or a store where they allow the public to advertise their businesses. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Do you take requests? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I want to hear Abilene. Okay. We can do that. My son wants to hear Abilene. This one's, this one's been a, little, a minute since I've sang, so if I mess up the words, then tell your son not to. Uh... Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what the words are. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think I can get it. All right, here we go. Abilene, Abilene, let me go Cause I believe
Cause I believe I can make you home There's a soul empty Nights are so I love all of it. Well, thank you. I mean, seriously, like, we're gonna get, we're gonna get this eventually. As soon as I get over my fandom. Yeah, no, you're good, man. You're super hyper yeah. today.
Are you gonna ask the last question? Yeah, Are you that was ask good. This? I'm giving yeah. a space there that That's I can nice. cut. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That I didn't know if nice. I was to ask that there. That was nice. I was, I was just dwelling in it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's been, it's been great. It's been a good time. I have enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Are you? S I second. She says she doesn't enjoy music as much as I do. <laughs> there we go. I do. I, I enjoy. Oh, not, not as much as, as you, much probably. As I do. But I do really enjoy it. <laughs>